1: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe.
2: Welcome everybody to the pre-flip presented by Prediction Esports. That's two E's and Pre on both of them. And I'm joined
3: by James Watt. How are you doing, James? I'm doing fantastic, Gibbs. We saw a crazy regional championship. Uh, it was probably what it was pretty entertaining, I would say. It was it was a good one. To since we don't have the world championship, we were entertained. It seems like every regional championship
2: entertains. And you know what else is entertaining, James? Audio mm. podcast feeds. You know, we got them on iTunes. Something like that. We got them on Spotify. Go check them out. Just type prediction in your iTunes or Spotify, and you'll find it pretty quick. So you can get it there if you don't want to watch the video. Because I try and get James's pretty face on. And we were about one minute before going live. We had his face ready, and then Discord decides to crash on me, basically. So, oh well. We don't get to see James's pretty face. It's only my pretty face this time, once again. So, go there. Uh, also, support the show, uh, Twitch, on uh, twitch.tv slash prediction esports. If you want to sub, feel free to throw a sub. It supports the show, it supports all the shows on the network. They do Dota, they do Smash, they do Teamfight Tactics, they do some business esports shows. It's good stuff. So, go check it out. Uh, but on that, Let's get the show started, James. And I'm sorry, James, but we got to start with the fifty-fifty. Oh, the fifty-fifty. Did I win? Oh, it's beautiful, James. It's beautiful. I won. No, I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry, James. Wait, what? Didn't it didn't happen, James? It didn't happen. Know. You know,
3: I put my faith in the wrong people again. It was really close. I mean, it it was fair, close. Really it came. Close.
2: So it came down to the space station G two game. If space station would have won, I believe we would have tied. And if G2 won, then I win it all. And well, James, G2, G2 won. won. I had a perfect 11 and 0 on G2's record this season. So that was pretty phenomenal. So it shouldn't y- be allowed. I don't know how that's even possible. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but that means, James, that you're going to have to wear a shirt with my face on it. And I'm thinking right. in like two shows, I'll make sure that the webcam works or something, and maybe we'll do it yeah, there. Yeah, you'll have to. Yeah. We'll and then for the uh, final show. Yeah. Uh, well, at least episode eight, and then we'll see what we do going on from there. Who knows? Uh, but, um, James, th- now I got to pick a picture of my face to put on this shirt, and I'm really thinking that Gibbs creep one. You know, it's got to probably. I think be that I one.
3: want the hyper Gibbs one. The hyper Gibbs,
2: oh, okay, with the like a blown with out that. eyes. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, you know, you don't get to pick, James, all right? Well, I'm just saying I would wear that <laughs> shirt out in public if uh, I got okay. that one. And then we got to think of a one-liner to put below it. Uh, so if anyone has any ideas for what we should p- uh, put below my face that will be on James's body, uh, let us know because i got to think about it. Like, oh, probably over this next week I'll determine what I want to do with it, and then I will get it out to you, James, because it's going to be something beautiful. It's going to be great. Nah, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. Uh, James, we did really good in N.A. Europe did not go our way at all. And Europe was really surprising. Yes. And today we are just going to talk about basically both regionals. We normally don't recap this much. We normally pick out one game as a must see, but it's the end of the season. We're going to recap these regionals and then we're going to talk about, you know. What's next for these teams? Do they stay the same rosters in spring series? Do they change rosters before? Do you think they change after? Yada, yada. So we'll talk about that uh, throughout today. And let's just start with NA. Then we'll work our way to the crazy European side. Um, So NA, it didn't go that bad. Like, we kind of expected this for the most part. We had the one uh, upset pick and it was a minor upset, like in grand scheme is the thing, was Ghost Gaming versus Cloud9. And James, you had that correct, and then Ghost Gaming obviously went on to go to the semifinals. But the big shocker, the Sonics. We both did not predict them to make it to the semifinals,
3: but neither of us expected 4-0, 4-0 here. Yeah, this was was a big surprise for me. I thought that, especially with Shock being named MVP, that he would – You know, show up. I thought that Sonics would show up and at least make it competitive, if not against NRG, certainly against whoever made it out of the cloud nine and Ghost series. But what we saw was, was just nothing. We saw nothing from them. They scored. They didn't manage to score more than a single goal in one of their games. So in game one or their first series against NRG, they scored three times, three times. And then they better the that series. by scoring two goals versus ghost the entire series. Yeah. Uh, it was it. it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch them lose so badly. And the Sonics, although they did they did get to this point, right? They, yeah, I think they them, finished the fifth. season overall is still a success, but they really, really got beat down when it came to the regional championship. And we were, haven't really seen a beatdown like that in a while.
2: Yeah. It's really hard to say it's a success cuz obviously like if the sonics make a run late uh, in the season and then finish 5th everyone's like that's massive success uh but when you fall apart here at the end and then you get 5th like after like having a shot at top 2 where you score zero goals versus G2 and then you pull these off and it's like
3: ah oh, it just hurts it just oh, it it's, hurts yeah. but at the same time for me the the regional championship there's a lot more pressure and these mm-hmm. guys are are going to be under pressure. And this is shock's really first big moment where he's going to have to experience that. Obviously he was at WSOE, but that to me was a, a little bit of a different situation uh, than he, he is now. Yeah. No one expected yeah. anything then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think they just had a bad day. They had a bad day and it was obviously a really bad day, but you look at what they were able to accomplish over the regular season. I still think that this Sonics team is a team that you're going to have to respect, but I think it's going to be uh, a much more difficult season for them next season. I don't expect to see them going six and three next season. I think they really uh, performed well. And obviously they got a few game five wins. You think about that series versus ghost that could have gone differently. Also, they had that game five series against the Knights. So, uh, it's it, it was it was a overall a good season for them, but yeah, this regional championship they're going to want to forget it ever happened.
2: Yeah, that they reminded me a lot of Veloce or like an E United from last season, where like all their differentials, all their numbers on paper don't look great, but they clutch it out. And I was saying earlier that I think the Sonics are a better team than last season's E United. Do you think the Sonics make a roster move. That's the big question. I think if they don't qualify for Spring Series, they make a roster move. You think that that would be enough? I think that would be enough. Even and I after honestly finishing, yes, because in the top six. Because if they don't qualify for that, then are they a top eight team or were they just riding these clutch? Uh, clutch performance is out. We look at teams like a Veloce or any United that didn't make roster moves after a season where it's like, were they actually top four? And it was very surprising. And then they fall apart the following season. Maybe not so much Veloce, but like E uh, United where they didn't look good at all this season. Like yeah, I think they were the a, Sonics they were a world championship team and now exactly. they cooled off. So that's what the Sonics have to look at. Cause I think you could compare this team a lot to that squad. So I think if you don't qualify for spring series at this point, I think, you might have to at least uh, entertain the idea. Now, you don't have to necessarily make the roster move, but maybe try out some people or figure out who you would want to drop here or there. Like I think, honestly, Dapper and Shock, I think, are relatively safe. I think it comes down to Sathu, just because he didn't do as many wow moments, but who knows in the uh, inner team, because it seems like they all got along, that they had a team house, they had a lot of fun on Twitter and all that, so who knows? Maybe that these guys are are getting along extremely well, and they want to give it one more go. Why Why not? But if they don't qualify for Spring Series, I think it's going to be hard to say why not. Like at that point.
3: Yeah, it's and it's going to be tough to qualify. We've seen this before. A lot of times, teams coming out of the woodwork having just a fantastic day and qualifying. So I don't know really how the Spring Series is going to influence some of these teams when they're thinking about rosters but I can see it happening to uh, several teams in both regions. If they fail to qualify after having a tough season, I think we can expect some changes. Uh, speaking of weird seasons, uh, let's talk about Cloud Nine really
2: quick, um, and we'll t- do the same thing. Do you think there's a roster move there? Because obviously Cloud Nine, they start off terrible. That they find their form, then they ran into a hot ghost team. Like I think honestly, we both probably would have picked Cloud Nine to beat the Sonics as well uh, if they made it that far. But they didn't look that great anyway versus Ghost, so that might have went differently uh, in the regionals. Do you think Cloud Nine finally makes that roster move?
3: Yeah. I'm certain of it. In fact, it's just this team, you can tell that they're ready for a move, you know? And there was rumors last season that they wanted to make a move, which I think were pretty credible. So now the question is, you know, what is that move going to look like? Do you, like, who who do you let go on that team? And who do you even bring in? Yeah, because so it, be, it could be another situation too. And to me, like, Cloud9 is still a team that a lot of people are going to want to play for. Yeah. So it's going to involve getting a high caliber player on the roster, which I think can a lot of times fall through. You know, we already saw it with e United where you try to make a move, but it doesn't get approved by the orgs. So who knows what's going to happen and who knows like what kind of players? I think after watching the regional championship, you look at a player like Atomic and you think he's a player that you can build a team around. For sure, but would he leave Ghost for Cloud9 is the big question, right? It's like,
2: that's like, I don't think that would happen. Like, exactly. I, yeah. Because so it's hard. Who, who it's hard to you get actually anymore.
3: realistically get. Yeah. Becomes the question. So even if Cloud9 wants to make a move and it seems like a move is justified. It all comes down to you know who's even available, who's out there on the market. Yeah,
2: and then you have to look at maybe some of these rival series guys that are making some noise, but it seems like a lot of these pros don't want to go that way, but then we see subs like Arju in Europe who, when they get their moment, they shine, right? And like I think Europe probably has more of those talented players down the line uh, than NA, but who knows? Maybe these players just haven't seen that moment yet, uh, but it would come down to extensive tryout periods, which is why I think for the spring series... I don't think Cloud9 makes a move then because I think it would be very hard to get through the politics of NA to find a key player like that that quickly. So I think they wouldn't make a move yet, and they would go into spring series and try and figure it out and play together maybe one last hurrah. And then they make a move
3: when there's a longer break at some point. Yeah, uh, so and, we'll and I can see teams doing either either way, right? You yeah. either do a test run with a new player for the spring series or you make the move after. I think we're going to see the spring series be a catalyst for a lot of roster changes. With currently no NBA, NHL, MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online still has hundreds of sports, esports, events, and games to wagers on. We'll let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertaining betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit BetOnline website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.
2: Pittsburgh Knights are not uh, obviously to see, like in these regionals, but I think it's good to talk about them here because we can talk about the promotion teams next week uh, and the 10th place team, I guess. Uh, but Pittsburgh Knights, I think is one of those teams that probably definitely makes a roster move. I'm not sure what they do yet with that roster. I mean, yeah, it feels feel like, like you have to. One,
3: yeah. one decision on that team it? and, 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 It's probably going to be either stay together or look for someone to replace AJ or Rettles gets an offer for somewhere else. Yeah, like, I wonder. Like, I
2: think it'll be Rettles' choice. Like, I don't think he'll get an option for another teams. I don't know how that's going to work. But who knows? Maybe Red is like, you know what? I want to try AJ one more time. Maybe throw out Gyro. I doubt it. But I think there's a small chance that happens. But I think you probably uh, replace AJ and try and find someone else. But again, once again. Gives. it comes down to like who's available. Yeah, yeah exactly. And who's I there? think
3: and maybe these guys on a team like the Knights who are a little more in tune to the up and comers because they're up and comers themselves. Maybe they'll make a move where they pick up somebody from the rival series it's possible. Uh, to join their team if they're really confident in it. But I, if I, I for the Knights, I feel like you either you you replace AJ or you look for or you look to make it work for another season. Yeah, because they just replaced him very soon before the season began. So they didn't really get a lot of, of a, a ch- they didn't really get a chance. So we'll also be keeping an eye on them to see how well they do in that spring series because maybe they'll start figuring things out the more time that they have with AJ, but a lot of times you see teams have these honeymoon periods where they actually play better after they make a roster move, but we did not see that with the Knights. Yeah,
2: and I can see the Knights easily qualifying for that, being a top four team. Like I think it's very possible Like without the other top four, obviously, to uh, battle against, and then it just comes down to do they show up when they get there? And yeah, so I think Spring Series probably, once again, I think it's too soon, unless they already have someone in mind, which is possible, but... Who knows? Uh, Moving on, we'll go over to the semifinals. We had probably the match of the tournament, G2 versus NRG, a 4-3, very, very close matchup. uh, That could have went either way, and James was really rooting for NRG because then he would have probably locked up that uh, win here. But um,
3: G2 found a way, and it was very close. Oh, my God. It seemed like NRG was going to do it. They destroyed G2 in the first two games right after they destroyed the Sonics. It seemed like we were going to see an NRG run. Yep. And the regional championship just never happened. Yeah, but but good for G2 to bounce back that they were down 2-0. And Energy scored four
2: goals and three goals. Two shutouts as well versus G2. But they found a way back. Their offense began to get going. Scored five goals, two goals, three goals, two goals, three goals. Pretty good offense for G2 when they started getting going. And uh it was close, man. It was close. And it's very hard to take down energy uh, in the regional championship ever. So hats
3: off to G2 for just that win alone. And you know what's crazy, Gibbs, is is literally only the big three have ever won in North America. Yep. Only the big three have won. The only outlier is, is season one. There were two splits and, and I by Power Cosmic won the first split. But uh, Kings of Urban won the second. And they ended up going into the world championship as the number one seed so I consider that a win for NRG because that was the eventual NRG roster pretty yeah. much. Like by
2: legacy, so, like either way, it's like, like that's still big three, right? Because I, yes. I turned it to G2, right? So it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird like that. But uh, like obviously they change more of their roster when Kronovi uh, switched to G2. Sure, but, but when you think don't...
3: of the teams, it's crazy to think that throughout every season we had so yeah. far, nine seasons, only the big three have won it in NA. And
2: to be fair, Energy, six of them, uh, G2, yeah. they just won two. Cloud9's won one. So Energy is so dominant. And then you go down, Space Station versus Ghost. And I think that the, uh, this is one of those trap series where uh, like everyone's like, oh, Atomic is having the tournament of his life. Space Station might be in trouble. Space Station takes care of business. But this was not a pretty series. Like They won those first two games, super close uh, overtime games, where Ghost, they kind of gave up some gifts uh, for goals throughout those games, and then uh, they're down 2-0 versus Space Station. It's going to be very hard to battle back. Every single game was incredibly close until Game 5, where Space Station got the 3 nothing win. Space Station looked decent uh, in this series, that they obviously take down a hot Ghost squad. They... You know, like there wasn't too much to say about the series besides, all right, Ghost cooled down a bit. Space Station looked pretty good, but then obviously that change going uh, into the finals.
3: Yeah, and uh, it was it wasn't really super surprising to me. I thought that space, like I had faith in Space Station, and um, I knew they were going to do well against Ghost. I was I was kind of surprised to see that they handled Ghost. With such uh, grace, you know, four mm-hmm. to one, it was a pretty good scoreline considering how easily Ghost got through uh, the Sonics and Cloud 9. But uh, I honestly, Gibbs, I was really, really disappointed in the final. Oh, man. With how Space Station played. It, I was really disappointed. It was rough. And it wasn't even like a G2 was on fire. Their offense was
2: amazing. It wasn't really that. A lot of mistakes from Space Station. A lot of mistakes from AXB.
3: Um, on the backboard, especially. Yeah. On the backboard, where it, where I mean, and it seemed like they kind of changed their play style because normally AXB is not in the back all the time, but it seemed like there were so many times in the final where AXB was last back. So many
2: times. Yep. And they only scored two goals in that entire series. t 2 goes on to win a 4 0 sweep. And I thought, like, if G2 got through energy, I was like, all right, they're probably going to be on, that. their offense is going to be clicking. And they did pretty well versus Space Station. And uh, keep in mind, Space Station, the top defensive team. But again, mostly just weird defensive uh, mistakes that were not really based on a ton of pressure from G2. It was more like really that's uh, the touch that you get here. And then it turns it to a goal. So a little bit surprising that space station fell apart that badly. Cause again, they've been in high pressure before day three at the world championship made it to the top four. So you would think it wouldn't come to that, but it,
3: it like, it definitely felt like there was pressure on them. Oh, it certainly did. They were not playing the way that, you know, that, th- that they could play. And I think it was one of those things where experience just got the better of them. Rizzo, He's, he's won a big title before with E League. They've made it to the grand finals. Even Chicago's got, got that grand finals experience of going deep uh, on stage. And uh, even even though, and they're also, they have so much to prove, too. You look at the amount of time that they put into the game, all of the players, how many hours they've been putting in. G2 had a point to prove this season. They, they were playing with a chip on their shoulder because they finished dead last, dead last yeah. in league play last season dead last after coming off a season where they made it to the grand finals. So they had a lot to prove and they made a lot of changes. And I think the gaming house also really, really helped them. They all lived together. They played together uh, in the same house with Jasso as the coach. And it showed these guys came into the finals hungry. They weren't messing around. And when they, when they saw they had space station down, they didn't hold pull back any punches. They just, and they, they ended them. they dusted them. It was, it was about as one sided as a final could be. And it really showed that hard work pays off, right? You know, that whole team house, with them all
2: getting together, like even Jazzo there, like hard work definitely paid off for them here throughout this season. Unfortunately, obviously, that hard work will not go to a world championship, but hey, you know, that's
3: the least of our worries. Well, what I, I was, was saying, Gibbs, is, is is if Psyonix doesn't do uh, a world championship makeup lay this would be a great LAN event to organize. Imagine being the person who gets together all the teams that would have played in the Season 9 World Championship and has a LAN. So what are we going to get? Some, some private jets out to these guys?
2: Oh, man. Uh, James, oh, you there? Oh, you're lagging a little oh, bit. Yeah, oh, I was oh. lagging a little bit. Hello? Yeah. Can you Hello. hear me? We're back. We're back. Sorry. That was courtesy of Comcast. I, th- I think it might have been me, too. Who knows? I'm not sure what happened there. Hopefully we're still but, online, but I think we are. So let me know in chat. Um, but yeah, I,
3: I think that uh, it could just be as simple as, you know, uh, in Civic or, you know, Red Bull Gaming <laughs> I or mean, that, anybody organizing an event.
2: Yeah, but it's, James, it's that might not happen until 2021. And at, and at that point, we might have two more seasons.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the hard part. Um, it just kills me that we're not going to like there were so many good storylines coming into this uh, season. Yeah. You know, I would have loved to see a Worlds. Obviously, of we're doing the best with 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 the situation. I still think what we were able to do was awesome. It just made, you, you you want that. You want that event. You oh, want of that course. opportunity to see those teams go and prove themselves. And it's so unfortunate for like a team like Ghost, who's been like fifth or sixth, four
2: straight seasons. They finally do it. And you're like, well, that's it. We lose the space station. It's over. You know, it's like, (laughs) that stinks. Um, All right. So roster move talk between these four teams. Obviously, when you make it to top four, it's probably unlikely that you make a roster move. Like, uh, to me, I don't really see any of these guys making any moves because I think Ghost Gaming, they are a really solid team. Like, sometimes uh, like if you come in the sixth spot and then surprise, then I'm like, well, you still might need to make a move like a team like E United from last season. But I don't think Ghost has to make a move here. Like I think they're solid. And obviously, like Energy, they're not making any moves. And G2 and Space Station, probably the same thing.
3: Yeah, and G2 is certainly not going to make any moves. A lot of people speculated that they would last season. Yeah. Uh, but them staying together and deciding to double down, had paid off. Uh, Squirrel dude made a good point that um, the lower
2: teams that we were talking about, that they might be forced to make a roster move because they could also get their best players poached, which is very possible. Teams like... E-United with Hoxer, where, you know, that there's rumors going on that he might have went to Cloud But his nine, stock fell like a lot this season. Oh, yeah, you of too, course. Yeah. But also, like, Cloud 9, what if someone wants Squishy or something, you know, and stuff like that. Uh So that could happen. Like I doubt it, because Cloud 9 would probably want to keep uh Squishy there. But teams like Sonics, what if someone wants Shock? You know, something like that. Um, yeah. But I, like, I don't see, because, like, I don't know, like, if, sh- if someone wanted Shock, like, who would take Shock? Like, maybe Cloud 9, but it's like... Is like I don't know if that would actually happen. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, maybe shot goes to the knights in place of AJ. That's possible, I guess. Yeah, like, but but then you're like, well, we were better than the knights, and do I think that Rettles and Gyro are are better than my teammates? Like, I would say they probably or slightly. Maybe Rettles goes I don't know. to the Sonics. Sure, may maybe Rettles goes to the Sonics. That might be the move. Um, All right, so that is Na in a nutshell. And I think it's going to be fun to see these guys battle out once again in the spring series. We'll have the top four at least, and then we'll see what happens out of all the other teams. We'll talk about the promotion tournament next week, so we we will focus on those matchups because that's not this weekend it's the following weekend so we'll get into that in a little bit but that's na Uh, na went by the book for the most part i think there was obviously some minor upsets the ghost vs cloud nine like i thought ghost cloud nine was going to be at least closer but ghost really came out hot and then of course uh, having g2 just dismantle space station is probably a huge surprise and you would think that would be closer but like outside of that, I
3: think these were pretty predictable uh, results here or there. But yeah, I wasn't super uh, shocked. But the only thing I was really shocked by in North America was really about how one-sided some of these series were, particularly yeah. the the Sonic series and the Space Station uh, series, and how well honestly rizzo played rizzo played the best rocket league i've ever seen him play in his career yeah. this weekend he played great
2: don't forget about Naps. he played really well too got a ton of assists throughout i know Janaps was playing
3: great but like Naps has done that before like rizzo yeah like, got, they won the rizzo. championship mvp from from how well he played so i think that that was pretty it's pretty special yeah yeah i was close james i was close i was like naps maybe but you were hyping
2: out Rizzo so much. I was like, James will hate me if I don't pick Rizzo.
3: <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll I was pick Rizzo. watching was him a lot on player cam and he, yeah. he really, no, no. Yeah. He, uh, job. he did great.
2: He was great. Like I just didn't want turtle to win something, you know, that's all. <laughs> 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 all right, moving on. We're going to move over to the European playoff side. Again, we'll talk about, uh, how the teams did, who's going to make roster moves, yada, yada. Um, first we'll start with number seven, team singularity. Do you see any moves there?
3: Uh yeah that's a tough one. I, that is hard, I mean, yeah. I, I don't necessarily know. I think they all kind of played pretty well. Uh, they all, I think they all played well enough. Um, and I don't, I just don't think that singularity is a team that you're going to be able to attract a lot of talent. That's going to make you better.
2: Hmm. I
3: can see that. Who, who do, who, who are you going to be able to get, you know, maybe, maybe you court extra. I think extra is a player that, uh, finished, you know, he's essentially out of the RLCS. They got relegated uh, to the rival series, but I think extra is a player that's worthy of an RLCS spot. And he could go to a lot of places. I agree there. Like I think
2: team singularity, they started off awful. Like sure. They got that Vitality win, but outside of that, they were getting dominated left and right. Then they finally picked it up towards the end. They obviously won uh, the tournament uh, run by Johnny boy, which is a good sign. Like, it is, like, a weekly, so teams don't take it as, like, crazy. But it's still a big win uh, for them, for a team that was outside of the regional championship. But I think they were... They got hot, like, one week too late. Because if they got hot one week earlier, maybe they sneak into the playoffs. Maybe they make that same run that Barca did. Uh, so I think it was just one week too late for them. And I think they probably probably will stay together. Like, extra, uh, leg like, is that one player that could change around some of these European rosters? And also, don't forget about Scrub Killer. He's probably going somewhere. I don't know if he would go to a team oh, singularity. Yeah. So it's like, but if yeah, he has to. I could not envision that. But, Like if no one else picks him up, you know, at that point, it's like, well, I I want to play. People are going
3: to be lining up for him, you know. I I I, I, I agree. I think. I I think if Dignitas didn't win, maybe they would even be in there now. But now that they've won the European Championship, I don't think they make a move. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Like I think it's still possible. I think it's still possible. He might go to Dignitas. Like, I think Scrub
2: has lost a bit of stock, obviously. And I think, uh, like, a lot of people uh, question his drive and practice and yada, yada, because that, that's what Vitality said. That's what it seems like Mouse Sports was
3: beginning
2: I can't to imagine. say. I so, can't imagine
3: that Dignitas, after winning it, would want to really make a move.
2: Yeah, but I don't think they will because they want it. But if they would have got beat by Vitality, I,
3: like, I could see it, unless they have a really bad yeah. spring series. That's, like, the only way. Yeah, but, that is uh, that yeah. is a possibility. And, and I don't think Scrub's going to get picked up until after the spring series but maybe we'll see we'll Uh, see what happens all right all right we'll get there in a second uh because there's one team i think he
2: could go to let's start with team uh reciprocity where they drop that's the question right but first we'll talk about what they did and they didn't do a whole lot they played mouse sports. they scored literally one goal and that's because speed scored it for them uh, that was the only goal they scored, and that was an own goal. There was a lot of posts, a lot of crossbars. Kind of like classic reciprocity back when they were PSG, just hitting a lot of posts and ish. I don't know about this team anymore. Like, like even Shaw said, like he had a couple good dribble moves, but then he never could finish. Never uh,
3: in that mouse this, series. Ugh. This weekend was uh, was the worst I've ever seen Chassette play. And on the defensive side, that yeah, was where was, I was most surprised. I was it like, was what the worst doing? I've ever seen him play. There was It was game three against Barcelona. It was in overtime. And a ball was coming at him. I was on player cam. The broadcast was not on. Uh, it was on director cam, so you couldn't really see what happened. Yeah. But I was on Chassette's player cam the whole time. The whole overtime from kickoff. And he it looked like his finger legitimately slipped off the joystick oh, because no. he was going at the ball and he turns right and just lets the ball bounce into the net when he could have just boomed it. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was, you know, on on top of other mistakes that he had made. It was the worst sure. that I'd, I've ever seen shot set play. It was, it, was really, it was really surprising.
2: And th- So this is the epitome of why I think they need to make a roster move. Because obviously Shawset didn't have a good series. But the problem is, if Shawset does not have a good series, this team's not going to win anything. They're literally not going to win anything. Like, Ferrer and Fruity cannot carry this team. We've seen it before. Like, they have some good moments here or there, but I don't think that they can carry this team. They need Shawset to play well. So I think you need to bring in a star, like Scrub Killer to this team at this point. Like, if Scrub if wants you, to go there. If you do, then who, who are you dropping? I would drop Ferrer and move him to coach. Because he already has the brains for it. He's basically their coach anyway, right now, by the comms. And I think his mechanical play is just slightly worse than the average RLCS player. And I think you move him out and you bring... Uh, you bring scrub in, and you see how that goes. Like, I wouldn't mind them also replacing fruity. Like, I don't think it matters too much. Like, that'll probably be more of like an internal debate of yeah. maybe Ferran Chauvet or Buddy Buddy or yada yada. Um, but I think either way, you bring in scrub to this team, and this team is extremely dangerous once again.
3: Yeah, I think I think that could be a good move. I think when I'm looking at these teams and where I think scrub killer would be best, I see three real options. I think if he if I were scrub killer. I would love that spot on Dignitas. And really sure, the only yeah. spot that's available from Dignitas is Yukio's spot. There's yeah. no way they're going to let Panda go. Astral is is an incredible player. So and unless Astral has some attitude issues that result them in them wanting to drop him, but I still just don't see that happening because of how gifted Astral is. I think they would still want to work with him. Yeah. So that's that's the only spot. And the question is, do they actually do it? Because Yukio played well this season and, and they got the title. Uh, I think if you're scrub, you want Dignitas. But if you can't get Dignitas, the other options are reciprocity and Barca. I think Barca they they could even consider uh, swapping out Devo yeah. for Scrub Killer. I could see that.
2: Like I think you would rather wreck than Barca personally. I think Wrecks uh, the better team if you replace one of those guys and add in scrub personally. Uh, but uh, like. Vitality and Mouse are pretty good options. I don't know. (laughs) Like, here's the problem for Scrub. He's starting to burn a lot of bridges at this point. He's lost Vitality. He's lost Mouse. He's going to go through all of the European teams by the end of this. Uh, But yeah, like I think I would go wreck over Barca personally. But it's close. Like it probably depends on. I feel
3: like Ronicky doesn't get as much credit as he. Ronicky did really good. Ronicky was such an incredible player this season, hitting so many big shots. His offense. He's one of the best offensive players in Europe. He can carry series and flakes, you know, flakes did not do as much as, as Ronicky did this season. Flakes mm-hmm. had some good moments and obviously he got a p- lot of publicity from uh, changing cars, his car yeah. in every match. But to me, Ronicky is the star of that team. Devo was, was really the only one that was kind of quiet because he kind of would just sit back. But I think, you know, you look, you look at Devo and you look at scrub scrub is going to be able to do everything that Devo does and more. So I think, Barca could become a top team if they got scrubbed. Yeah, it's possible. Like, I think,
2: yeah, I just think Rack would be slightly better. Just slightly. Like, because, like, I thought Barca, like, honestly, for, like, the last half of the season was just not good. They couldn't get the ball out of their own half, obviously. They changed that all around, which was the big surprise. A lot of big surprises here. Pretty and much everything. They drop,
3: and whoever they drop, if you're reciprocity, if you either decide to drop Farah or Fruity... Either one of those guys could is like coach material, in my my opinion. Yeah. I also yeah. think Fruity has an excellent mind for the game, excellent attitude. So just the team environment, I think Scrub would benefit from going to a team reciprocity, uh, just from from having Farah mm-hmm. and or Fruity there to that, kind of be a good example for him. So I think if a Ferrer was the one who got replaced, I think
2: he would go to coach. But I think if Fruity got replaced, I think he gets picked up by someone else. So that's what I think. So I don't like. I don't know if teams would want Ferrer because they don't really uh, uh, understand probably his leadership. You know, because you uh, can't see that obviously, like uh, when you're just watching games. So I think it's hard to bring in a new leader, obviously. So I think Ferrer would just probably move to coach and then. But Fruity, I think, like he's gifted enough to be in the RLCs, obviously. So I think someone else might uh, take a stab at him if that happened.
3: Um, but let's yeah, go over the a yourself. lot of times. And a lot of times for roster moves, I'll just say this one last thing. Sure, day. yeah, yeah, go ahead. One, one roster move can kick off a whole cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> event of roster moves. So a lot of times, whether or not we have the roster mania depends on one team deciding to make a crazy change.
2: All right. So let's talk Barca, Veloce, and then we'll go back up to rec. Uh, this was very disappointing from Veloce as well. Like I thought... Their offense turned back into, like, last season's of Oloche at times. where it's just like, they're getting some really fluky goals. And, like, besides that, there wasn't, I don't know. Like, it didn't feel as powerful as I thought their, like, offense had a chance to be. And then, obviously, their defense crumbled. Where Barca scored three or more goals in four of the games. In all four games that they won, their defense just fell apart.
3: Yeah, it was disappointing, to say the least. Especially because, you know, I just talked about how I lost all faith in Barca, and then, and then, and then Barca yeah. walks all over him.
2: It was definitely weird. So what do you think happens with Veloce? Because that has been two seasons.
3: And I, think you, I think if you're Veloce, you just stay. You just stay with what you got. They've had, they've had good success. Barca's not a bad team. Just sometimes they play bad. Sometimes they play bad. But I, when was, they play well, they're a very good team. So it's so weird, because I felt
2: like it was karma for last season. Where, like... Uh, Barca has that weird kickoff ironically. Uh Veloce wins that game five because of that kickoff. Now, obviously, that they could have still won it because it was a tie game at that point. That's the reason they were top two and Barca wasn't. And then Barca was a team that was supposed to make it. They looked so strong. They ran into a hot dig and toss, so they fell out. And Veloce was obviously top two, so they made worlds. Then this season, it was like, all right, Veloce is that team. Like, I think ranked as high as probably number three in Europe. And Barca looks like crap. <laughs> and then Barca comes out and wins it and gets that top four spot. Like It just felt like those two roles completely reversed this season. And it's just weird. Like, I think is a weird team. I don't know a lot of players that probably would want to go to that team.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the it's problem. About, it, it comes to, like, attracting talent and, you know, reasons to change. And I think overall, Veloce, again, had a good season. They, didn't, yeah. they obviously had a stellar season last season, but they had another good season. And... I really like what I saw from all players at times. Cassio had some some really good weeks, even getting player of the week. And Flame, his defense has always been quite good, and I think he plays a vital role on the team. And Freaky, he can't replace Freaky. To me, he's he's the backbone of that team. He's the he's the, the linchpin that Veloce operates around. So I don't really see many changes happening for Veloce.
2: Yeah, it's weird, because I liked him more this season than last season, and they made Worlds last season. And even made top six, which... To be fair, they were on an easier side of the bracket, but like I liked them more this season, so it seems like they have grown as a team. I could see them staying together. And then uh, you move over to Rec, where they get 4-0'd by Arju with Mouse, and um, they score one goal. Then they go on against Barca, where you're like, all right, maybe they can bounce back here, because I thought the end of the Barca-Veloce series got a little sloppy, and I was like, all right, there's a chance for Rec to bounce back. Well... They scored one goal in the first three games, and then they finally put up some goals, but for one game, and then after that, they just lose. And Wreck, extremely disappointed, because this whole season, like, they were ranked number one by the pros. They looked mediocre throughout the season. They had a couple quality wins here or there, but they didn't look like old Wreck, and then obviously they fall apart in two big tournaments in a row. That's a major problem. So, again, we already talked about their roster, so we'll see what goes there. But for Barca... They make top four, but we just talked about it. I could see roster moves happening like on that squad because they did not have a great season. And I think there's a lot of European talent that could improve the squad. And even look at players like Arju. Uh, and, we were talking and, about this with uh, Johnny Boy when we were just like in yeah. Discord. That there's so much talent like Arju that are just mechanically gifted players that can just probably be slotted in. It just comes down to, do you give them a chance? And... Maybe spring series is that chance where they try it. The hard part is you can't really say for Barca, be like, all right, Devo, we're just going to try this guy out for spring series and then go back to Devo. It's almost like if you try someone out, you are going to have to find someone.
3: I think you can do stuff like that, because the only time that it becomes a risk is if you think that they'll have better options somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. You know, it depends on the team. It depends on the situation, and I think it also depends on how you handle it. I think it's very reasonable for a team to want to try other options as long as you handle it correctly. You know, you just don't go behind people's backs. That's what Bit, yeah, yeah. Mu- uh, Bit missed was that he was trying to do it uh, behind people's backs. I think is what he was doing. Is he, he had played no, with somebody without telling? Uh, maybe what, like at least in the Twitter longer, it sounded like it was more like missed, like asked
2: if he could try out. And if they would oh, be okay yeah, with yeah. it, you so actually that one went well. But still, but did, yeah, they, they still they replaced they him. him really well. they, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they still replaced him. Yeah, but it's that hard. Was a
3: situation where one player was looking to move, mm-hmm. and now De- like the question would be: Does Devo have better options? Would pe- would people offer Devo a spot? And if you look at other teams around here, I don't really, I don't really see many other teams that would really want to offer Devo a spot that's on a, a better team. So sure. Devo would have to opt to downgrade if he wants to leave. So I think depending on the team, that it is a reasonable thing to, to let other people try out, especially even for mouse sports. You know, I think spring series, they can try it out with Arju and maybe offer him something after that. But I still would be holding tryouts and looking for the best third possible.
2: Yeah, I think the hard part is like, look at the complexity situation. Like, obviously, you have to do it in a way where people don't get upset. But I think it's very hard, like as a player to be like, oh, crap. They're trying out new players because uh, they don't think I'm good enough, right? And it's hard to bring that morale back up. Like, say he does come back. We saw it with complexity last season with Flakes where th- that was a little bit more, you know, uh, turmoil there. But Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, oh, I remember, I think
3: it was, Ars- it was the Arsenal situation. I think Arsenal was trying out Oh okay. Back okay. In the day. But I'd have to I'd have to go back and look. I don't don't trust my <laughs> words on that one.
2: Yeah, and speaking of not trusting, like I don't trust that Barca had you know a great season. Sure, they finished top four and obviously made worlds, but they barely squeaked into the playoffs. They didn't look good for the remainder of the season, and then they had one good day. And it's like now comes spring series, right? And I think again. Like, say you finish top four, you probably don't make any moves before the spring series and you try it one more time. It's the same with Arju, where we were talking a lot in Discord about, like, after the Rex series, like, do you replace Arju or not? Or do you keep him on this team? And everyone on Discord, all the casters were just piling on James. Because James is like, I would still try other people out. And you know what, James? I fully agree with you. And well, like I, you, so I said it a little bit there, but it was kind of fun to just hear them all pile on you. But um, like you still got to try out other players to see what the options are, because again, it could have been just two great weeks. Now Arju did prove a lot versus Dignitas; he looked like he fit for the RLCS, making incredible mechanical plays and reading uh, the balls extremely well uh, off the wall. So he looked like he belonged, but. Like, I give them spring series, and then you see how that goes. And if they bomb out of spring series, then I'm, all right, I'm doing triodes. But if they finish top four again, I think you keep Arju, because it's like, all right, you've proved it now for three different weeks, and it's a month apart and all that, or a month and a half apart. So, like, it, it, um, it wasn't uh, just a honeymoon phase. So I think then you keep him at that point, but I think it's still a possibility that you go into spring series, you play with the squad, and if they don't do well – you whole tryouts. And, and again, he could th- there's try. There's going
3: to be a lot of pressure on him at that. If you tell him that going into it, it's going to be a good uh practice run for a really uh high pressure situations that's because sure. if he knows he's playing for an RLCS spot and he crumbles under that pressure, then you know that that's what would have happened at the start of the next RLCS, you know, it, it, when he's feeling the pressure of competition. So I think I think that mouse like I totally agree with you. If they do well, with Arju at the Spring Series, I would be comfortable f- for it. But uh, really, when when you're a pro team like this, and you're any pro team, you have to say to yourself, like you have to realize that these teams are trying to make the best roster possible, yeah. giving themselves the best chance to win as possible. Because your career as as an esports professional can end in a single season. It takes just one bad season for you to lose your status as pro to get relegated out of the, R- the RLCS and maybe you never get back in. And that's why when um,
2: when flight made the move, everyone's piling up on them. And I'm like, I completely understand this. Like, obviously, my heart says, keep your roster. You just got promoted to the RLCS. But then my brain's like, you got promoted to the RLCS. You're considered a ninth or 10th place team at best. You need to improve. So I could completely see why teams like that when they get promoted they want to make moves like if they can attract talent obviously. Yeah. Aeon it's also tough.
3: he destroyed me. He beat me like four games in a row in matchmaking. He's pretty good though. Oh, so
2: that's <laughs> why he he got the boot. Okay, all right. That's how it is. Uh, no, that was that was just like a couple <laughs> days
3: ago.
2: Um but that means he's close to James rank so maybe it was a good move. No, I can't. No, it's season <laughs> reset. I know, so I know. Don't be trying to trash him <laughs> like that. Um but Like, I think the spring series, for uh, for the most part, like, obviously, Dig gets that win over Mouse. Closer than it should have been. Like, I don't think Dig played an exceptional series versus Mouse. And Mouse obviously played really well with Arju uh, uh, performing great. Um, But then Dig really turned it on when they played Vitality, where that's where Astral came alive once again, making incredible plays where, like, every time
3: he goes up for the ball, you're like, I literally have no idea what he's about to do. Yeah, he's crazy. Him and Atomic. Their ability to, to implement the flip reset into their game in, in ways that just make defenders miss is spectacular. I loved watching it. Atomic in North America had two insane flip reset shots. One of them was the best flip reset shot I've ever seen. We saw and then two of the best goals
2: probably in RLCS history from Atomic and then Astral when he went yeah. into the final uh, versus Vitality. It
3: was insane. And and it's and the way just, the just the the mastery they have over their car and the way that they can use flip resets is something that I think that is what's on the horizon for RLCS. Oh yeah. Uh, you 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 see these two players doing it now, but eventually. All of these players are going to be able to do these flip resets, and we're going to see flip resets like what they're doing be commonplace in games. Just like we we were impressed by double taps back in the day, and now double taps were are just a part of the game. You know, Same for flip resets. So go back, look at the flip reset goals and the flip reset plays from Astral and Atomic. If you're wondering what the future of the RLCS is going to look like, it's going to look like that.
2: Yeah, some pretty sure it was like three or four seasons ago when like like players began to do flip resets, like outside of just like the one or two. And I was like, all right, uh, this season we're going to see a lot more of this because if you have space, that just like opens up the door of so many more possibilities. And then obviously there wasn't that many gifted players that could pull them off or have the time to do it. And it took a few seasons, and now we're at that point where it's like you get players like that, where like Astral pulled off a double flip reset because he could. He was just in the air. He's like, I'm going to do one. Why not? Because now the defense is like, I don't know when to aerial
3: to block this. Because I have no idea when he's going to stop. Yeah, because uh, he has. He it's like it's like when somebody's dribbling. There's certain times you just can't go for the dribble because yeah. if you commit, they'll flick it over you. Yep. And it's then the same thing in the air with the flip resets. You know, if you if he keeps the ball close and he's going to get a flip reset before you go there, you just can't go yeah. or you just have to guess. And then the, the hardest part for Astral is when
2: you see him and he's got wide open space, and you're like, "All right, he's going to go for another flipper set." Instead, he just drops it off for a pass, and that's what's so dangerous about him is when he just drops it off for a pass on the money to Yukio or Violent Panda, who were shooting both exceptionally well, hitting and he's top a corner great shots. Passer. Yeah, he's a
3: great passer. He you look at Panda's scoring; a, a, Panda scored so many goals this season because of how good Astral is at passing. Yep. And we saw it a lot,
2: a lot from Yukio. And obviously, there's a lot of talent in hitting those shots uh, to the top corners or wherever you have to hit it. But it all begins with the pass, and Astro was hitting them time and time again. And that's why he's so dangerous, because we talk about players like that, and sometimes they get greedy. And all they'll do is always go for the shot which is not always the best option. But players like Astral are just like, they look for the pass first. And if there is no pass, then they'll go for something crazy. And it's just wild to see. Vitality, they didn't play a bad series. They obviously clapped Barcelona. That wasn't a big surprise at all. I think most people thought, you know, that was going to happen. Fairy Peak, another exceptional performance from him versus Barca. Um, And then we go into the Dig Vitality series. And Vitality didn't play all that bad dig was just better. Like the, oh, this was clearly the two top teams in Europe battling out when they're playing at their best. And it was a lot of fun to watch. And this was revenge.
3: You know, you, you think back to league play, uh, and, and, the world series versus yeah. And worlds and the series, uh, but between dig and vitality, it was, uh, it was a crazy series for, for Dignitas in the regular season. They lost that game three overtime and proceeded to get reverse swept. So, Uh, It was personal, too. You know, KDOP and Panda, they've got a history as well, former teammates. Panda must have feeling great. You know, playing against his three-time former teammate, you know he wanted that win over KDOP. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it was so
2: funny because it's like, it was night and day from Dig and Toss when they played Mouse versus when they played Vitality. You could tell they wanted that Vitality one. It was, oh yeah, it, it was fun to watch. Uh, like Dig just has to make sure they uh, like keep it that form, which I think towards the end of the season they started kind of, kind of getting a little bit worse. So we'll see how that goes into the spring series. They will be favorites, but I would say like. I opened Vitality and Dignitas, like, even for money-wise or whatever, uh, for who's the favorite there. Because I think Vitality was a bit more consistent throughout. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see who can keep up there. Um, the last thing I want to talk about really, really quick, because obviously no Rosh Moose for Dig, no uh, Rosh Moose for Vitality. We kind of hit all the other ones with Scrub, with Mouse, and all that, um, is the th- but uh, this notion that people like always say, like, "Oh, clearly Astral was the MVP because of what he did in the playoffs," and I hate when people bring this up. And it doesn't matter, like, like if I picked Astral or I picked Fairy Peak or I picked Shock on the other side, it's like they were the best in league play.
3: Yeah,
0: that that's, is that's completely different. Is. It's,
2: yeah,
3: it's only league play,
2: and it's not necessarily
0: last
3: season. Bluey got MVP. He did nothing in the regional championship. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the league play MVP. They're completely separate. So it's also like uh, people
2: think it has to be like the best player, like historically, or who you would bank on going into playoffs. But it's not. It's just someone that's like, all right, when he played in league play, he looked like the best, or at least he performed the best. But even last season with Bluey, like I wasn't going to bank on Bluey over players like k-dop or a scrub you know stuff like that uh as like the best player of europe it's not like i was rating him number one in the world it's just he performed exceptionally well like in their games in the rlcs and even though shock didn't do anything for his side of thing he definitely deserved that mvp on the side of uh for north america europe me and james were the only ones to pick fairy peak so, James, I was on that hill with you again. Like, I'm agreeing with you a lot this season, and that's a problem. I think yeah, this well, podcast I'm, is I doing mean, something to us.
3: No, we're just, you know, we, we just have, we have great minds. Sure. We, you know, great minds sure. think alike. But I thought
2: it was funny to just uh, have Fairy Peak. He outscored three different RLCS teams for, uh, for, uh, for the season by the end of it, which is fun. Like obviously he played a little bit more games because the playoffs now, but it's just funny to see that. But Fairy Peak had a phenomenal season. He was me and James's MVP. Literally everyone else, I think, pretty much picked Astral. Yeah, I uh, think a lot of people picked uh, picked
3: Astral on Flash as well. He's a very sure, flashy Mitch player, which is fine. He's you solid, know, and I'm not. I don't think it's a bad pick. It just wasn't my pick. Yep. Yeah, like I'm not like mad about that pick.
2: Like I think it was, it was going to be him or Ferry the entire yeah. way. Um, and K-Dop is just—he's always there to screw out his teammates for MVPs. Yeah. <laughs> he did it to Scrub uh, two seasons ago. Now he's doing it um, here again. So uh, just blame Kadeup, because because dop wants the money instead, you know. So he's not oh, going to yeah. allow his teammates to get more money than him. That's just not that's just not Kadeup's way. Uh, but that's going to do it for the pre-flip. Episode six. We're on six next week. We'll be talking the promotion tournament. Remember to go to twitch.tv slash prediction Esports. That's two E's in prediction. We do this every uh, week, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then it'll be on my YouTube the following day. It'll be on audio podcast services, Spotify and iTunes, usually within a few hours after we do it live. So by Thursday morning, you uh, you should be able to find it. uh, If you prefer to do it that way. Um, And just uh, support Prediction, you know, that they're supporting us to put on this show. So if you have a Twitch Prime sub, feel free to throw it to them. And if not, just download the audio podcast because that helps them a lot more than just watching it here. So support them in any way you can because they support us. So why not you support them? Uh, But on that... That is it, James. We will be back next week. I'm probably going to rope in a guest that knows a lot about the Rival Series boys uh, for this promotion tournament so we can talk about those teams a lot more oh, next week. Should we
3: week. say congrats to, uh, to the teams that made it into the RLCS? Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to? Go for it. Go for it. We were going to
0: talk about next week.
3: To me. uh, I, was, I, I mean, personally, I really, really would have loved to see Charlotte Phoenix Oh, man, again, please next week, please don't do it. I know, I know, but congratulations to Omni Nation. That's Percy Jordan and Magic Bear Omni Nation. They kind of flew under the radar. Everyone was talking about Stromboli all season and Charlotte Phoenix. And then Omni Nation comes in, swoops in and locks in that number one spot. I didn't get a chance to really check out the uh, final week of league play, but I'm sure it was exciting. And then on the other side, Team BDS. BDS.
2: Surviving over uh, RCD uh, Espanol. I believe they beat him in five games just two weeks prior.
3: But uh, these guys have been here for a while, Mark by a, Clay X, and Monkey Moon. And yeah, Monkey Moon, to them. he was he was so good. When I was watching them, when they were on, uh, uh, when he was, he, I think he was on Baguette Squad as well before, but uh, he was on ARG last, the last season, and I casted that season, and uh, he was just so good. I guess, no, he was on Moon. He was on Moon. <laughs> And but, this uh, and this is the thing, man. The European talent, watch out. They're good. Uh, Espanol had like
2: a twenty game win streak before these last uh, few weeks in rival series, and that's including against RLCS teams. Like they've been doing really well. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough. Those promotion tournaments for sure.
3: Yeah, this will be. It's always fun though. Now that we have the auto relegation and auto promotion, in, I think it really adds the next level of spiciness that we need. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for sure. Uh, me and James, I believe, are not working, though, so you
2: don't, so you won't see our pretty faces on the, uh, w- on the webcams, I guess, for the RLCS uh, for those things. But we're going to talk about it next week, so definitely tune in to that because that is the following weekend. And, again, those tournaments are probably the highest pressure that you could possibly have. Like, outside of World Championship Grand Finals, that's probably the most pressure just because, like, it's literally your career is going to be made from that day. And that's if you make it in, obviously. So it's re- it- extremely fun to watch just to see if anyone crumbles or if anyone really shines. Like last season, even like JNAPS, where he puts up 23 goals in 12 games. So things like that are always fun to watch to see who surprises there. But that's going to do it, James. Any last words?
3: Everyone stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask uh, when you go out. Be uh, Be responsible. Stay safe, everyone. My
2: kids are killing me, man. My kids are killing me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Gibbons home every day. We're like, we're trying to figure out what to do with them. We're like, all right, we have all these things for school and stuff. We did yoga today from a YouTube video. That went okay. I, I, like, I don't know. I'm trying to keep I'm this kid active. I've been
3: playing virtual reality, man. It's, social distancing doesn't count when it's, when you're in the online virtual world. and I'm trying. I, you know, like, if I didn't have kids, like, me, like I would
2: have beat, like, every game in my backlog <laughs> by now. But, oh, well, I love them to death, so it's okay. Uh, but that'll do it, guys, for this week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.